everybody, and welcome to podcast episode 20 of The Real Estate Show. I'm Cherie Sully, and with me is the amazing, beautiful, talented, and I mean those words, Judy Steenland. I feel like a superstar every time you introduce me, so <laughs> thank you for you that. You are. You are. <laughs> honestly, uh, this business would not be fun without you and without uh-huh. Shauna, without the, the team that we have, the group, because we are more than just a brokerage. I feel like we're a family, that yes. we look out for each other, we look out for our clients. And we're doing this podcast not to just hear ourselves talk. Yeah. But it's to educate, it's to help the public, it's to give relevant information um, and kind of give a roadmap for people. That's right. And to let other people know that they're not alone in some of these challenges that they're facing in the market. So That's right. isn't it comforting to know that there's other people going through the same things? We're all going through the cray cray together. That's right. In real estate. <laughs> yes, we are. Stuff that's happening. Um, and, you know, today that we didn't finish from our last podcast episode uh, 19, we were going to go into a topic about the most appealing short-term rental features. Mm -hmm. That's a very important discussion we'll have towards the end of this. We're going to also just recap on some stats, local stats, war stories, and you're going to also share with us about the moratorium and what that means. Um, So I can't wait to get started with this. Yeah. Are you ready? Yes, let's go. (laughs) So we talked about um, that the June median home price for the nation was at 363,300, which was up 24 or 23% um, from the year before. And locally, it for July, we just got the stats in, we're at the average home price of 501,138. So we're still above 500, but we've creeped slightly down from June's number by 0.4%. That's very nominal. Yeah. Um, the median price for our local market is at 450. Yeah, it didn't change from the month prior, from June. So that's been stabilized. So uh, we talked about that that there may be, we may not have the same rate of appreciation, but we're not expecting any kind of market crash. We're not, and. That reminds me of some comments we got on our face, our Sully Group Facebook page about a listing that we had put up that was gorgeous, beautiful, and people were shocked at pricing. And <laughs> I think it's important for the public to know, you and I don't set the price of homes. The market sets the it's price. true. And yes. so that's, I mean, we can put it on the market for what the comps show it should be listed for, but the buyers set the price. And when they overbid, that's just upping the price for the it's next so next true. One. It yeah. makes the next comp. And so we had like a mixed bag on those comments. Some people were like, this is the most amazing house. Right. Other people were like, this is the most expensive home we've ever seen for the yes. square footage. And yes. it, it's true. The market is di- dictating this uh, whether we like it or not, yeah, it's not. It's we have to be the messengers. We have to be bringing the relevancy of what we're going through in the market. Mm-hmm. We're not creating this, right? We're we're helping people guide. We're helping to guide them through it. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So we had um, talking about local war stories because I think everybody loves to hear what's what are you going through? Yeah. What and these are so relevant to people. Um, that are thinking about buying or selling a home. So as you hear our stories, it's going to spur you to think about things you need to be aware of Mm -hmm. in real estate. Um, One of the most challenging things I've gone through in the last little bit, well, the last week to two weeks, um, I had a very sweet seller 
that w- that went into the ICU and just about died mm. in the process of getting ready to close on his home. Yeah. And really, it was in 25 years for me, maybe I've just been really fortunate. I have not had anybody die in the process of a transaction. I have listed plenty of homes with estate listings and the people, there's the person is already deceased, but in the middle of a transaction, right. I haven't had anybody pass away yet. Right. And under contract, right? It was about to close. Yes. We were just days away from closing. Right. And he's in the ICU. So then the question that it happens is, can you still sell the home anyway? So it's a pretty important question. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so the title company actually spoke up because we had to get a power of attorney for the daughter to sign for him while he was in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Well, the issue with that is the title company told us some news that everybody needs to find relevant. And you also need to find guidance for your own market and your own local, like what the laws are for your state, for your county and all of that. But for here in Colorado, if that seller had died and even if the daughter had a power of attorney, that property would have gone into probate. Right. Because isn't the technical term you have to be alive and well at the time that the document is being signed as for the power for the person who has the power of attorney? Yes, you yeah. have to make a representation of that. Right. So um, it would have it would have created a huge delay if not just derailed the whole closing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, but that was I'm so grateful that he pulled through. Yeah. And he was alive and and the closing did happen and he's still he's doing better and he he ended up being able to go home. Yeah. But man, don't we carry these stories? Uh, We lose sleep over these things at night. And whether that's waiting on an answer for an offer we've put out for a buyer and we know their circumstances and they have to be out of this home by this many days. We do. We carry all of that with us. We do. And uh, I think related to other stories, you have one to share about moratoriums, don't you? Well, that's other big news this week. So the moratorium ended on um, July 31st. So no more extensions for tenants. Um, Landlords can now um, proceed with eviction notices and moving people out. Um, But this is a story from up on in the second home market up in the mountains. This is from another agent, um, friend who works that market. And um, a homeowner had a, a property and it's in you know, it's a second home. It's in the mountains. So it's, you know, a couple million dollars. Um, but they took moratorium on their mortgage. The house is a short-term rental. So they it was 100% um, leased or rented that entire time. So they were collecting the money on it. But what they didn't understand is those payments weren't being deferred. They still had to pay that money back. Mm. Um, and so they were just using that uh, that rental income um, for day-to-day expenses. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm sure it was all necessities. Um, but um, now they're in a position where they've got to come up with this money and they don't have it. Mm. Um, so fortunately, their the property value has increased significantly and they can sell the home and put it on the market. But this is is an example of okay when the moratorium ends i'm not going into foreclosure i've got a lot of equity i can put it on the market so it may be more inventory not necessarily a foreclosure market that's so important you've said a couple of key things a moratorium ending doesn't mean you're released of your debt that's right and that's the same for tenants tenants don't that that uh, rent that they didn't pay that's not forgiven that's got to be paid back and so 
depending on the local jurisdiction, the t- landlords can now start um, eviction proceedings. So everybody needs to look into it for their area. Yeah. But this is so important, folks. Yes, but I think we're going to be seeing more and more stories now that it has officially ended. Okay. And who knows if they'll somehow, you know. Bring it back. Yes. I, I um, mean, I've heard it's coming back. So. I've heard. I mean, I don't even know what to believe. Does anybody know what to believe anymore? Who knows? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> I know. It's it's this crazy, crazy real estate world that we're in. Yeah. And you were talking about the second home. Yes. Okay, so I'm going to transition into the second home market. Yeah. Because that's... That makes up a huge amount of real estate sales now mm-hmm. since COVID. It's gone up 57%. Yeah. It, the second home, like short-term rental market, all of that, resort homes, people have desired that and it's gone up in demand by 57% yeah. and it's not expected to go away. But I think I'm just going to break it down from the, the National Association of Realtors article I so that people know what are people expecting? What do the renters of short-term rentals want right now? Yeah. I'm so curious because I know what I want when I go to a VRBO. and um... Oh, I can only imagine, Judy. <laughs> I can only imagine. Well, you're going to find the best one. I know. I can't wait to hear. So, so okay. Number one, price. 85% say price. Number two, location. Mm-hmm. 77%. Number three, cleanliness. 61%. Number four, convenience, 54%. Number five, size, 51%. Uh, Number six, I can't even remember what I'm numbering. Amenities, 38%. A good landlord, 37%. Flexibility and length of stay, 28%. Mm -hmm. COVID policies. Really? That made the list? It made the list at 22%. Wow. And decor, which I would rate a lot higher. They said 21%. Okay. Um, so the the actual websites that are the most popular for people in the in this order, Airbnb, mm-hmm. HomeAway, FlipKey, VRBO or Verbo, however you want to say it, yep. and Roomster. That in that order. So I I would have flipped a few of those. Right. That's but interesting. That's the order. Yeah. Um, so how do you increase bookings as an owner or if you're thinking about buying a short-term rental property? Mm-hmm. Enhanced cleaning is number one. Mm-hmm. Isn't and that the, interesting? And the marketing on that. I mean, how do people know? Um, because that doesn't translate from pictures. So you really have to stress that in your, your marketing. You're brilliant to say that because that's what people want to, they're looking to read for that. Yeah. So increased book, or I'm sorry, enhanced cleaning, COVID policies, um, clearly communicated cleaning protocols, responsive landlord, a money back guarantee, flexible stay, easy payment, extended stay discounts, and high quality photos. So I think that's really interesting. And just to finish off, if you're thinking about buying a short-term rental property or a luxury second home, here's the order of the, the most popular places to rent. The beach, hello, mm-hmm. my love. Your love. Is 68%. The mountains, 53%. Big city, 47%. Countryside, 37%. And a tourism-based city, 34%. If you add Colorado Springs up, you've got mountains at 53% and a tourism-based city at 34%. You've got a big chunk of the market. Well, and I think that's why, why we're so limited on our, our short-term rentals right yes. now. I mean, these last few weeks, I mean, 
this is the the perfect time for people who love the outdoors to be here to fish and fishing is is bit and I've been hearing all about this you know because my husband is obsessed with it oh, right now I, could tell you me can't about imagine it. I can't imagine um, but I mean we have had so many people in from other places escaping the heat just mm-hmm. to be here to enjoy the outdoors that I mean rental cars and short-term rentals are non-existent that's right so and you can't just go out and buy a home and say that it'll be a short-term rental yes there are so many um there are so many state, county, local authorities that govern that. That's right. And so it, even in the city of Colorado Springs, um, it's almost impossible to get a new permit. Yeah, and the homeowners associations, and on top of the permit, I mean, there's just layers and layers of, of things to work through if that is your intent for a home. But it's not impossible. No. That's that's where you just need a lot of creative help. Yeah, and to understand the documents, because you're going to get a whole swarm of documents, right, Cherise? And oh. When we, and, nah. and everyone reads them all, oh, right? Oh, my word. <laughs> yeah. No, there isn't enough time in the day. That's right. There's <laughs> a lot of paperwork to read. Oh, this has been such a good discussion, and yeah. I just feel like we never have enough time because I just we just get started yeah and then we have to be over yeah but you don't have to say this is it for the show permanently because subscribe people yeah we want and invite you to be a part of our real estate community to talk through relevant topics we want to hear from you like make a note write us um I would love to know what relevant topics are for you as the listener we might be able to take a few on And uh, so we just appreciate you tuning in and please catch us next time. Thanks, Sharice. Thank you so much.